Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview Rico Rogers, the founder of Box Attitude, a leading sports tech company that built a solution that improved performance of athletes by increasing the natural EPO consumption. So Rico, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? Great, I'm good, thank you. Uh, great, so look, uh, Rico, what I wanna to talk to you about today is, uh, we'll talk about your background, because I understand you're a former uh, cyclist, and then we'll touch on your company and your product, uh, as well as the benefits for teams and athletes to use it. And then we'll discuss your competitive advantage, your business model, as well as your plans for the next 12 months. How does it sound? Perfect, sounds good. Great. So, uh, Rico, could you start by telling us about your, your background? So, I started off as a cyclist and, um, and actually, instead of go back to uni, um, I, I decided to be a cyclist, which seemed like a good idea and an easy idea at the time, but it was probably more challenging than what I thought. But uh, nevertheless, I, I was in Australia and I trained for about six months and then moved to Belgium, um, Belgium. where I started to... Yeah, I just, that was the epicenter um, back in the day. And so yeah. I just moved over and, and chased my dream and, and kind of chased it down. And, and I suppose through that, um, the genesis of, of needing to be more efficient on the bike and, and faster and, and also racing people that were, um, that were taking illegal drugs sort of drove me in the direction that I've found myself in nowadays. Yeah, and uh, now, by the way, how many uh, you run the Tour de France, right? Tour de France. Have I heard of it? I've no, never have you run the Tour de France. Have you, did you compete in the Tour de France? No, I was always level below. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to the Tour. Okay, now that makes sense. But yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's it's one of the hardest sports out there, right? Cycling. Yeah, it's it's very endurance based. Um, I think it's good a good mix of endurance um, and yet with tours. And I was doing a lot of tours. It's also recovery too. So you have to have all of those really high. Um, yeah. So typically athletes with exceptional uh, VO2 maxes um, excel at that sort of sport. And then a little bit of danger as well. And for me, it was always a, a great sport because I really enjoyed um, new environments as well and, and seeing new places and experiencing uh, new people. So it was kind of it's a bit of a perfect mix for, for all of that for me. That's great. And and when did you get the idea of building your company, uh, Box Attitude? What was the trigger for that? Um, well, there's a couple of things. When I was when I started in Belgium, uh, the team doctor did some blood 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 tests, and my hematocrit was let's say 39. And then I went and did a, a stint at an altitude camp, and my bloods came back, and they were 45. And when 45. I was 45 hematocrit, um, so there's a huge change. Um, and so, and when I was riding or racing, I'd see these people sort of 
almost breathing out their ass you know they were just yeah. you know um you know just breathing so heavy and i was just kind of this is really easy and then eventually when i moved to to australia i'd kind of just given up i was just i was tired you know yeah i um i got another i ended up through living in the alps for so long after that i i ended up going back to australia and i just started to win i started to win everything just really? comfortable and yeah like i went one year i won the first year back from giving up i won 27 races 27 races yeah yeah it's just it just the season seemed to part every race i do um and i think that was i suppose hangover from from being and living in the alps yeah, I moved to the Alps, and then when I got another contract, I actually got a contract with a Asian team, um, and we were off to this uh, tour called Ching, Tour of Qinghai Lake, which is average of three thousand two hundred meters. Yeah. And so for that, I um, I used an altitude tent, and um, and I altered my blood profile to suit you know to suit that race. And when I went there, I went and won a stage, which is a really high level of, of competition and got second in a couple and, and i was kind of I, I was sold on the um on what it did for you mm -hmm. but i was not sold on um the comfort of those original machine original tents which are actually still in the market so, so the, tent, the through, tent attitude is that pretty common in certain countries i never heard of it how does it work yeah so what it does is a obviously a tent as looks like a four poster bed tent a bed system yeah and then you have a machine which is our uh, machine as well and it pushes in a it floods the space with a higher concentration than in natural air of nitrogen and so mm. that um causes the your body to when you go in there to dip in uh, blood oxygen content and then that triggers the response so it in part is um stress and and response mm -hmm. um and then that's over a prolonged period um and so with ours ours is cool because you set it from your phone and you have also um through through apple wearables or apple api we we have the blood oxygen content um shown on our app as well so see so you can measure that yeah you can measure it and i mean for for cyclists, it's it's a very um, it's very entrenched. You know, we sort of we've got the majority of the the best cyclists in the world that use our system, and also with that, um, because it's such a it's a it's a challenging thing for marketing because uh, none of the top tier cyclists are actually posting about um, using our particular system as opposed to anyone else's. Um, so they don't want to they don't want to promote it because of what reason? um i think it's a little bit of hidden advantage for them um, if see. they keep it quiet longer it's a secret um, sauce kind of a secret advantage yeah yeah which is which is fine we sort of uh we sponsored the best team in the world jumbo Fisma, um, yeah a couple of years ago and through that uh, we've had a little bit more recognition but um i don't believe that people know the true extent of what we're um what we're doing and what we've manipulated within the pro tour. Well, I tell you, I, I know some companies in other sports tech areas because they're so good, their technology is so good. They cannot have the same 
problem per se, uh, which is that the team don't want other team to know. So they kind of keep it private. But I think that's the kind of the, the you know, the good and bad things about technology that's really good, right? Yeah, I think um, for us, it's it's breeding a bit of an undercurrent of um, of success, which is great. Uh, we would really love to to advertise that um, success, but we also do feel like um, we we can't until we have actual um, people that want to talk about it. And so, what we're trying to do at the moment is to, I suppose, get exposure to different sports and try and educate them as to why they would do it. And so, the conversations are different. Um, for all of them, so it's a um, NHL is a good one because that's cardiovascular. Um, whereas um, NFL is probably a a good example of someone that needs improved recovery rates. And so, because you mm-hmm. e- increase your EPO production, uh, you yeah. recover that much faster. So it's yeah, a very okay. different conversation. Um, but that's great. So, can you tell me a bit more about uh, so your product? Right? How does, that, how does it work? So that the audience, we have lots of teams listening to it, teams in the NFL, the NBA, NHL, MLS. So how would you describe your product in, in a, I guess, in a, a short sentences? Um, the shortest one would be impact less um, VO2 max increases. Um, so what, what we have got a system to do um, is to, for a whole bedroom system, you pull the door closed, um, it's all on scheduler. Um, it schedules, it turns off and on, and it increases your performance um, through just going to bed. Don't change your routine, just go to bed. And what we have done is we've got a system that's um, seamless and comfortable to use so that it's not just for a very segmented period um, of a season, pre-season, but it's all season long. Um, we see that as the final um, frontier in part for breaking world records and that sort of thing. We, yeah. We're more than aware of this, a couple of key world records that have been broken um, post prolonged use of our system. Yeah. Um, and so that that's going to end up happening more and more. And then with with player recovery, because obviously you increase your cardiovascular um, ability. Um, from players coming back from recovery, it's going to aid in, in that transition as well and then reduce strain and stress. And yeah, it's a it's a very interesting one. We sort of say, oh, I mean, water's important, but you can live without water for quite some time, whereas with oxygen, and we're giving oxygen efficiency, you know, so it's, uh, it's very important. Now, uh, could you explain a, a bit more about how you set up, so I aren't, you know, the system, right? So let's say you're, uh, an athlete, a team, you're traveling, right? You have a heavy schedule. Uh, you can carry your product with, you know, as you're traveling, right? And how do you set it up into your room? Can you talk about that? Yeah, so what we, what the messaging is around is to do it at home. So we say, listen, before the season, do a 250 stretch of spending time in these spaces. So that's four to six weeks of staying in your bedroom at home in off season, which is obviously not too hard. And then during the season to spend a minimum amount of eight hours a week um, in one of these altitude environments or hypoxic environments. And so what that does is that, that A, builds that high, that big, big block of, I suppose, stress. And so you increase your 
hemoglobin mass, and then you keep mm-hmm. it there all season long. And you're just constantly topping up. Um, and it's a very, so the system actually looks like an air conditioner. Yeah. It sits on the outside of a building. It's very seamless. You don't know it's an altitude room. In fact, we've had clients that um, they found it challenging to convince their significant other of sleeping in it. Oh, so, I they've, so they've got us to come around and fit it out when they're not there. And then they haven't told them for X amount of time. They just, the partner knows uh, they're now sleeping with the door closed and that's about it. Um, and and when smell it, you can't see it. Okay, that makes sense. And when when um, when they're sleeping right in their bed with the I guess the tent or you know however you call it, does it feel different? Uh, like when 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 you're sitting there, or does your sleep feel different or anything different? Um, no, no. If you, we have had athletes in the past that seem to think that they can sleep um, almost on the moon. So our system is actually restricted to about 4,000 meters. Um, but we say most of our messaging is around two and a half thousand meters. And okay. we encourage people to go up really slowly. So we'd say, I suppose it's in the US, so we'd say start at sort of um, 5,000 feet and then go up from there. And the, the, the stress in your body is, is very minimal. So what we do is we have a protocol that we say, oh, do this, do this, and then and then slowly and gradually go up to two and a half thousand meters and mm-hmm. then see where your your blood's adapting to through your blood oxygen content and your heart rate response and then adjust accordingly. And and so you've got an app, right? The app can you can set the altitude that you want and can you also how do you track your um I guess your oxygen and all that? Do you do it through another a third party wearable like an Apple Watch or how do you recommend doing that? Yeah, yeah, I, I actually personally use an Apple Watch. We have got um, a more accurate version, uh, which is an SpO2 ring, blood oxygen ring, uh, which is really great. But personally, I want almost, I want nothing touching me at night. So an Apple Watch is a bit of a stretch, but I do it because the data is so, so valuable. And I do really, I do really value that. And, and for us, um, what we're trying to do is, obviously increase oxygen efficiency. And so it, it's really one of the key key things that's changed. When that when Apple bought out the the SPO2 or blood oxygen, yeah. I believe that's that's a very big shift um, from from more wearables. They weren't the first, but because they're such a such a big company and they've got so so much influence and yeah. I think for them to identify that as being a key metric, it's really good. It's pretty good. Yeah, that, that makes sense for you guys. Yeah, it's a big, big help, right? It's a, it's a mass a consumer device, right? A lot of people use it. Uh, so it, it definitely helps. Now, could you tell me, uh, talk to me a bit more about in what settings, what use cases do the team uh, would use your product? You mentioned increased performance by the increase of EPO consumption. Uh, you also mentioned that it helps with recovery to fasten recovery. How would you, how would the athletes, how do the athletes and team use it typically? For what purpose? Um, well, every, every team's different, but most of them are led by um, a handful of key studies that were done years and years ago. And now there's thousands of thousands of studies. Um, and what we've essentially done is to make a system that's um, user-friendly. 
and updated it. So there's systems out there that haven't, but they're still in the market that haven't changed in 30 years. And so what we want to do is to, to basically have no, no, no touch points and have them sleep comfortably at altitude. And, uh, we, we've certainly done that. And then on top of that, we've seen that people seem to sleep better at altitude than they do at sea level, which is a bit of a, we don't know the, the science before behind that at the moment, but, uh, we're certainly going to drill down, down on that in the future. But so you're saying that by sleeping the high altitude, you got a better sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You got a, a, a deeper sleep or you sleep longer or what are the uh, benefits for sleep? Uh, for, firstly, um, you seem to drift off a lot easier, um, okay. which is, which is interesting. And then on top of that, um, so we monitor it heart rate variability. And so you also yep. have an increase in heart rate variability, um, during that period as well. I, I don't know the mechanics behind it, uh, just yep. yet. Um, I think it's a really, in part, there's been so many thousands of studies at altitude or with mm -hmm. altitude systems. Um, but yet, uh, the wearables that we have, there's so much more data that's readily available now that a lot of these studies, are. They're good, um, but uh, you can get more data nowadays. That makes sense. Now, if you had to summarize, what would you say are the key benefits for athletes, teams to use your product? What would you say? It's a four to five percent increase in VO two max. Yeah. Um, which we we typically translate directly to to key metrics like even recovery rates. If you have a high VO two max, you will recover faster. Um, for us, it's really um, about the blood oxygen content and and pushing that up as high as high as you can during the day. Yeah. Um, to, to to that point, uh, when you sleep at altitude, you increase your heart rate by let's say anywhere from two to five beats uh, mm -hmm. per minute, and then when you're out of the altitude, you reduce your heart rate by. I think it's on average two to 3000 beats a day. Mm -hmm. So the, the efficiency is, is phenomenal. We liken it to getting drip fed coffee all day. Like, it's like drinking coffee, you mean? Yeah. Like microdosing on coffee all day long. Um, you just right. have sort of those increased energy levels all day, which is pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Um, now, you know, for the, the users, right? The athletes that are using your product, been using your product. What would you say are the thing they like the most about it? What are the feedbacks you get most of the time? Um, it's the seamlessness of it. You know, it's the being able to set it from your phone. Um, I suppose the comfort that, I mean, these, these other systems on the market, they don't have this oxygen sensor that, that is there constantly checking and analyzing and, so the comfort and the, the low stress of it all is obviously really great for our product. And then obviously being able to schedule it and to know what your body's done at night is, is really key. You, when you start using this, as opposed to one of the other ones, it's just chalk and cheese. It's like using a, a Motorola Ferrari, versus an iPhone. A Ferrari or something versus a Twingo or a sedan or something. Yeah. It's just completely different. So, yeah, I, I believe it's, it's, 
it's where all of the world work records will be broken in the next while, um, without a doubt. Whether it be even for sprinters, if you do a really hard um, gym session, mm-hmm. you'll recover better that night. So it means that the next session is going to be harder, and so your ability to to reproduce those those sessions, those high intensity sessions, is better. Better quality of training, faster faster sprint speeds. Uh, yeah, it's it's very. I can't emphasize how important um, consuming oxygen is. It's it's a very funny, the funny uh, line to have to repeat to um, senior performance directors, but uh, we do find it it happens a lot. You know, that, that's interesting. I mean, you so you touched on some of your competitive advantages, right? But how would you summarize your main competitive advantages compared to other products out there or other companies? Um, our main competitive advantage is, is it's controlled from your phone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's quiet and it's controlled from your phone and you can, we can retrofit any bedroom in the world. And in fact, we've done bedrooms, uh, almost sight unseen in Monaco, which is a, and it's all come off good and, and you can't hear these systems working. And so there's some really exciting things for that, you know, to, to be able to change people's physiology and yeah. not change anything about their training, it's very unique. It's it's a pretty cool area at the moment. And would you say that once Netflix start using it, they can they cannot live without it almost? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can compete on a lot of these um, international um, fields these days without doing some form of altitude. Um, training well, sleeping pretty much or spending time at is just not you're just not going to feature it's going to get harder and harder which is great for us i mean we're the only ones in the market i feel at the moment uh, yeah. given our competitors the competitor landscape i suspect that we will be competitors in the future but but for now teams that are jumping on at the moment they are going to have benefits um, ahead of the curve and they'll find out protocols um, ahead of that as well and we find that with like the Australia some of the Australian teams the national teams they've they've jumped on it and they're getting advantage and I think that's secure for, for probably the next 12 to 24 at least yeah them. makes sense and now as I mentioned we have lots of you know NBA team NFL team NHL team MLS MLB team that are you know listening to the podcast and how would you think how do you think they would they would benefit from some, using something like this was that that vo2 max increase would be the key you know um the ability to to not just do one or two set players and have your players uh puffing and breathing hard but to be able to go further than the, the next team that's that's unique you know when your competitors are, are heaving huffing and puffing you're still agile and and ready for the next play so i think that with extended plays it's it's almost invaluable um, yeah. but then also for a player recovery um, to have a have a key player that's that's making the the lineup and that that sort of uh those tight semi-finals or final spots i think that can be a real deal real um, big advantage but, and then of course the recovery right the recovery being able to recover faster right after a heavy training session or a game right 
that could also be very beneficial. Yeah, I think for I, we haven't had a lot of um, NBA conversations, but NBA is one of those ones that that would be massively beneficial because they're playing with yeah the cell volume has to increase a lot for that and yeah this this aids it for that and then I know that their schedule is very tight and so they've yeah. got uh, they've really got to maximise recovery. So I believe that um, if they could obviously do that acclimatization block at the very start and then supplement through throughout the season, A, their injury list would come down and then B, their um, their work rate over that over the course of that would increase and in their recovery rate. And yeah, it's it's really gonna be a big pivotal um, player in the future. It's just getting it to there at the moment. Yeah, for sure. Yep, education, yeah. Uh, now, could you talk about your business model, right? So any team listening to the podcast and uh, what would you tell them? How, where can they buy the product? What's the business model and everything? Yeah, you can buy it online. Um, and then on, you can also reach out to us as well and have a conversation. Majority of the, um, the teams at the moment um, basically drops an email and say, oh, I'm interested in this. Can you tell me more? And then so what we do is we obviously jump on a call uh, we work through uh, what their, we obviously address all of their concerns firstly, because um, people have always got a lot of questions like yourself. And then uh, we tailor something that's going to really fit their profile. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much been the model, but we do like to over-educate. So because this, this is one of the first to market, we'd rather people get the best benefit and spend more time on them um than than a wham bam and good luck you know we we've got enough data and we can we can share and help people get increased performance for the whole team rather than one or two athletes that are doing it correctly well i, I think you know what you said earlier right typically you recommend that an athlete using like eight hours a week so i think they have to use it consistently to keep seeing the benefits of it, right? If they stop, then they might not see the benefits anymore, right? Um, well, actually, it's about a 120 um, day blood cycle. So what happens is your your blood goes up and then it slowly tapers down. Um, and so the eight hours a week uh, maintenance stops that uh, taper down. Oh, I but see. what we find with our with our um, athletes is that. They're, they're quite happy to spend time in there. In fact, they typically choose to do about three nights in it a week because they sleep better. So they might come back from a competition and have a night out of altitude, and then they do their they do a micro build up, so a, say a fifteen hundred meters, and then a two thousand meters, and then two thousand five hundred, and then they go back on tour. And if you're a you say an NBA player who maybe only got one or two nights at home, then I would just have one recovery and, a, and an altitude sleep as well. Um, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think for, like you said, for some sports like in basketball and the NBA, uh, there's a lot of benefit that they play a lot of games. Uh, I would also mention the baseball, right? MLB, they got even more games in NHL as well. In hockey, they play a lot of games in the NHL. So I, I could see those sports, you know, uh, benefiting from this. So I think it, it makes sense. Uh, hey, uh, last question. What are your plans for the next 12 months? Are you looking to raise some money? Obviously, you know, you're here in the States. Are you looking to team up with a bunch of teams in the US? 
Uh, are you looking to maybe introduce some new products? Or what are your plans? Um, first, in the US, we want to have good conversations with um, performance directors. Um, I suppose that's the, the first port of call. Um, we also are looking to raise funds at the moment uh, because we identified that the States is the biggest market for us. Um, we're entrenched in Europe, which is really great, but yet the, I suppose the conversation around health and well-being in, in the US is probably the most mature market globally at the moment. So that's sort of what, what we're doing there, but it's really to, to establish ourselves here and to get some get some momentum here and moving forward to to be entrenched in in US sport and also we've got a side side project because the Olympics are coming to LA in well it's was it twenty twenty eight so we need to gear up for that and in part with with some of the Australian teams are certainly gonna gonna be needing altitude here and even for Paris next year um, yeah we have to sort of sort that out as well so it's really centered around those sort of few pivotal things for us but yeah that's the plan that makes sense yeah that's great it's a great plan i think uh, you got there's a lot of opportunities out there for you guys so look we we are at the end of the podcast but i wanted to thank you for your time today and good luck with everything thanks julian thank you thank you for listening to access past episodes and other research, articles, and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.